Good afternoon, everybody. This is Anthony Mitchell coming to you again with another edition of the End Zone Club. Today, we want to have a special guest and Mr. Rodney Holman, who uh, I think we're going to have a special conversation. I've uh, worked with Mr. Rodney in the past doing football camps. He's tremendous with youth, comes with a lot of experience and wisdom. But hey, who better to tell his story and introduce himself other than himself? Mr. Rodney, how are you today, sir? I'm doing okay, Anthony. How are you doing? All is well on this end, sir. Considering the times and circumstances, it's good to see you again. Uh, same to you. I mean, I know we tried to get together and get a, a camp going last summer before the pandemic hit. Everything yes, wayside in that regard due to safety and everything else. But uh glad you thought about me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, Definitely. About myself, I'm a... I'm out of a big family of, of nine, uh, seven boys, two girls. Uh, mom and dad worked hard uh, throughout life and uh, instilled to us uh, the uh, workmanship of doing a good job, whatever you do, do a good job at it. And you be rewarded from the standpoint of view, or you will be rewarded from the standpoint of view, of just knowing that you actually get the job and gratification. Uh, I was able to apply it throughout my career as far as playing football and cars like that. Uh, getting a full ride scholarship to Tulane University in Orleans. Uh, later on, graduating early from Tulane in three and a half years, being drafted by Cincinnati Bengals in the third round in 1982. Uh, Eleven years with Cincinnati, Detroit, where I was born and raised, up there in Michigan was able to finish my career at home and played three years up in Detroit like that. After that, I went into coaching. Uh, started out volunteering with uh, New England on a coaching fellowship left there. And called uh, by Mike Dicker to, to come over to help them out at the tight end position. At that time, next year, I was hired as a coach with the Saints. Unfortunately, we uh, put together... And then draft after Ricky Wade put all the eggs in one basket behind one player. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Uh, might be a gamble. Uh, had Ricky been healthy and finished the year out, I think it had been a, a remarkable uh, year for us at that point in time. But Ricky got hurt preseason game and literally kind of cost us in that regards due to that position and that decision that we made. You can't cry over that kind of situation that happened like that. So we moved on. Uh, I went to Cincinnati Bengals back to my team that I actually got drafted by and played, uh, uh, not played, but actually, uh, coached up there three years, although with a strength and conditioning aspect like that. So, but one of the guys that invented hammer strength and, uh, sold it, uh, strength to high fitness. Uh, yeah. So after that, I left there and, uh, Went to Southeast a little bit, finished up another degree in supply chain management and business administration. And then I left there. I was just happy at that point in time and got called to go over to a distribution center, Walmart distribution center in uh, Roberts, Indiana. I just happened to interview one of the people. Talked to the supply chain. And... And I went back over uh, the field, and the, when the professor said, uh, yeah, individual asked, what is he, where is he going? 
and they say, well, they use his other services on the football field. He coaches over there. So he said, hey, take this card and have all the distribution center. Houston Center, right now, I've been there for over 10 years. been with them at that point. So I, had, I got out of football at that time. I'm the, uh, I guess, retail and sales and, and supply chain aspect of it. I got a degree in that, so that's where I've been at that point in time. Absolutely. You know, one thing about it, I know you kind of told a lot of years and a small, short period of time. But for those who were just now being exposed to you kids, this man was a three-time All-Pro pro bowler, played in Super Bowls against, of course, my 49ers, uh, did a lot of tremendous things with two different teams along the way. One thing he is, he's a leader. Mr. Rodney, I know we're looking at two different generations, but I want you from your perspective Let's talk about leadership. What is a leader to you? Uh, uh, leadership is an individual, uh, and you know you can look up the terminology and in, in, in dictionaries regarding that. It's someone I, I consider lead by example by doing some of the right things, making the right decisions at that point in time, and his action be the judge of his production at that at that point in time. Rather than playing football, rather than uh, on a similar line, uh, making cars. Or rather, it's at the grocery store bagging groceries. It's how the individual carries himself, how the individual presents himself out there as a, as an individual. Treat everyone as if he wanted, as like he wanted to be treated in that regards like that. Uh, you always use the golden rule. I think most of the kids understand what the golden rule is. You want to be treated the same way as you, you should exhibit the same thing. That you being received, you want to give the same thing back in that regards like that. So you want to give good, good product back to an individual and also receive good product. And when I say product, your mannerisms, your, uh, upbringing. Most parents, sometimes I think this day and age, we do have a lot of single parents, uh, raising children and, uh, raising men and boys and girls in that regards like that. Not to say they can't do it, because I grew up with quite a few people that was raised by single parents and were able to do an outstanding job with it. So it's not the issue of dual uh, dual parents in the household. It's how their upbringing is. Their, I guess, as we would call it, their core foundation of how they've been brought up and the parents and so forth and so on. You know, I think that's a very important point because society has almost taught us that if a kid is born with strikes against them that they can't be leaders that they can't rise above the circumstances do you believe that regardless of where a child comes from that he has a chance to rise and become something in their life he he has an opportunity i say that and i wouldn't i'd be remiss if i would not say through the help of god in all of it you know placing him number one i did it when i was growing up it just so happened my mother kept us going back and forth to church. Football was one of those deals we had an outlet in, but we were kind of made her upset sometimes because our games were on Sunday. We played little league football. They were all been giving up Sunday. No way, shape, or form did she believe in giving up Sunday to play a sport. And uh, I, I was it was shocking because I got her to go to the Super Bowl game, and uh, Dad finally talked to her to go. And it was on a Sunday night, but then I got her to go to a Monday night game, and we won a game against your opponent. And you're, you're <laughs> on a so uh, I could literally say that you have to involve God in it. Uh, I'm not saying that we're getting, I think if we look at it from a whole, I think we're trying to 
rationalize and analyze the religious aspect of it instead of looking at it from a concrete aspect of saying, hey, you know, he created this world in six days and we rested on the seventh day. So I think all things are possible with that regards. I think we have to try to get the young adult, the younger uh, um, boys and girls to understand that part of it. And I guess we have to start with the parents. Some of them are hard to convince due to some of their upbringing, due to some of the things that have happened in their life struggle that, you know, some don't believe in God. And I'm sorry to say that it's a reality out there in this day and age. Some don't believe in it. And, and that's not so uh, in that regards. I mean, he made everything possible. And I can with me throughout life. And every time I played that sport, it was it was said a prayer was said before the game and it's a prayer was said after the game from that day and I keep on doing that so I keep giving him the opportunity and he's been blessing me from this day forward so I, I think we have to involve him and, and it's a must that you involve him this world is too big and too cruel for you to try to handle it by yourself and that's I tell anybody that rather it's a young, a young child or a full grown adult you have to involve him. If you think you can get away without involvement, I'm sorry to say it won't happen. Yeah, you'll get some success in certain things, but you also will get some, a lot of, uh, as they call, a lot of indecisions, bad decisions made uh, that might lead to some terrible consequences for you or maybe your family, the ones that you're involved in. Awesome. I think you've done a good job of really sharing the spiritual aspect of leadership because a lot of young people probably don't know how much they need God until they're in that moment when it's time to call on his name. But, you know, now is a good time to develop that. So before we go, Mr. Ronnie, is there any lasting thoughts, any final words of wisdom you would like to leave with the kids? I, w I would say to them to take each day one at a time and place him first. Uh Things that are out there are hard, but I think you can apply it and believe in him and ask him to give you that kind of wisdom. Ask him to give you the smarts to adjust, to adapt, to maintain, to accomplish some things in life that you want to want to accomplish. And he can make it happen for you in that regards if it's in his will for you to happen or if it's in your will for it to happen like that. But he will give you the positive and the know-how to do it. And you ought to thank him, regardless of the outcome. Thank him from, uh, from, from the bottom of your heart of that outcome, whether it's uh, on the top or maybe at the bottom. But it's a learning experience when you're going through that journey. And if you can believe in that, then, you know, you shouldn't have that much trouble. But I would say, and I'm not, I, you know, most people hear that cliche I'll say all the time, put God first in your life. And think it's just a cliche to someone to say it all the time, but truly it is something you need to put him first in every decision that you make throughout life. And I think he'll guide your path, guide you in the right direction and make things happen for you. If it's, if it's there or meant for you to have it. Yes. Awesome. Well, guys, you heard it here first from former All Pro tight end, Mr. Rodney Holman. Mr. Rodney, again, thank you for your time. Thank you for, again, being with us on this grind as we're trying to reach as many youth as we can and give them hope that they've got a future, 
that whatever journey life takes them on, that God is truly with them and he's got a plan for their life. Until next time, you guys tune in. Same time next week. Be blessed.